Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Andrea. We are bringing you the Real Moms Real Life Podcast, your guide to self-empowerment and taking on each day as your best self. This is episode number 18. After our usual segments in the kitchen and movement makeover, we will be discussing exercise. If you would like to submit a question, head on over to realmomsreallife.com. Don't forget, all the resources on this podcast are meant for information purposes only and not to be confused for medical advice or treatment. Happy Monday! Happy Monday! How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I have a little bit more energy, although I'm still pretty tired. I meal prepped this week. That was a big week. Um, I made two casseroles, which I'm pretty excited about. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, And I'm going on vacation on Friday. What? Where are you going? To Deep Creek, Maryland. We go with my dad's college buddies every year, so it's like a big, crazy weekend. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm excited. Yeah, that sounds super fun. How about you? Anything new with you? I just wanted to say for anyone who's just listening to this episode for the first time and ha- didn't miss last episode, Beth is pregnant. Oh, yeah. So, let's just make sure. <laughs> so, yay. Yes. Yes. I'm not just, well, okay, maybe I am just normally tired, but yeah, not terribly. We are moms after all. <laughs> um, let's see. Me. Nothing, nothing super new, honestly. I've actually been working on just trying to, like, scale back and chill a little bit more and just not feel like I need to be using up any ounce of time like doing things I'm working on the like stepping back because half the time I'm not doing anything anyways but I just feel like I should be doing something so I'm just trying to be better at embracing the like I'm just not doing anything right now other than enjoying watching my baby develop because oh my gosh like it's crazy like he's at the stage where he has like the little like stacking cups and he's like realizing he can put like one inside the other it's like so cute so he keeps trying to put like the bigger one and the little one it's just like the cutest little thing ever and he's like cruising everywhere and oh my gosh gets into like everything like he legitimately does not ever stop moving you're such a pt mom (laughs) <laughs> I say this because I'm also one. I was really excited about two weeks ago. My daughter learned how to skip and I didn't Ooh. teach her. She's th- not even three and a half yet. I've, ha- wow. I've had to teach five-year-olds how to skip. So amazing. I was, I was pretty impressed and she has us do it across the kitchen all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. And since we're talking about exercise today, I'm going to talk a little bit more about his development if you don't mind. <laughs> like my it. tendencies is I totally like... I feel like sometimes if, like, someone's, like, watching me, they're like, God, help your child out. But, like, I will just, like, sit there and, like, you know, as long as he's fine, like, you know, he's he'll be in bed sometimes with us in the morning. And, like, you know, he gets, like, stuck, like, between, like, you know, pillows and whatnot. And I just, like, let him, like, struggle his way out. And I'm like, wow, look at that, like, scapular control. Like, <laughs> the other day he was, he'll always, whenever I open the door to let the dog out, he, like, comes up to the door. But he, like, knows there's a step down. So he usually, like, won't go down it and the other day he was like putting his arm out testing it out so I just like had my hands there you know obviously making sure he didn't face plant but like he got both arms out and was in like you know in like a quadruped position with his arms like a whole step down like supporting his body weight and I'm like man that's impressive and then he did like almost like a push-up and then I was like all right you're gonna face plant so we're done but (laughs) I just totally I don't know geek out on that it's really cool I am right there with you (laughs) I also wanted to say, so I read something somewhere and it was comparing like parents of moms versus parents of boys or 
parents of moms, <laughs> parents of girls versus parents of boys. And I'm pretty anti anything that's all about that because my child's a child. I don't care if she's a boy or girl. Like she happens to have a vagina, but you know, like whatever. So it was saying that if you watch parents of girls on the playground, they're much closer to their children than mm. parents of boys. But I feel like being the PT, I'm the one that's like got my phone out or got my book out on the park bench across the way being like, just let me know if you need help. Have fun. Yeah, and totally. like she's following the seven-year-old up the tallest yeah. tower. I'm like, I maybe, maybe should go over. Nope, nope. I'm not going to do it. And yeah. it's amazing how much they learn when we step away a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's amazing watching him fall. Like, it sounds like terrible, but like. He, like, now when he falls, like, over, like, he can completely support, like, he won't hit his head, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, every now and then, obviously, he does, but, like, he can, like, keep himself crunched up in, like, this hollow position and just falls over, like, whether it's on his side, when he falls backwards, like, for it's, like, he very rarely bonks his head, and it's just because... I mean, I like to think, I don't know. It's because I haven't been catching him, you know? I haven't, I've been letting him fall, like, safely, but... I just let it happen. His muscles have developed to, I don't know, counter it. So it's it's pretty cool. That's perfect. I'm going to cut you off here because I yeah. feel like this could, again, be a topic totally. at some point. <laughs> Sorry. We'll talk about, no, you're totally fine. But we're going to move on to In the Kitchen. So my tip, which is actually from Andrea this week, and I'm stealing it and talking about it, is check your pots and pans. So I absolutely... I'm so happy that my husband and I, before we got into all this nutrition stuff, ordered our, put on our registry for our wedding five years ago to get the stainless steel set versus the Teflon set. And it was kind of that non, like the, when it was really popular and almost everything out there was Teflon. And I was just remembering how when you cook with it for a while, it gets kind of flaky and it gets a little gross. But with the stainless steel, yes, do things stick once in a while. But honestly, you can scrub the shit out of those pans and they're totally fine. So even if things stick to it, you can actually clean it. Whereas you can't really clean a Teflon pan without damaging it. And just using it, you'll notice over time that it starts to kind of flake up. And if you think about it, where is that flaked stuff going? Where is that? And, and it's most likely going into your food. So I would say, and I'm I'm going to be a realist and say, just limit it as much as possible. There are once in a while those things that it's like, my cast iron's not well seasoned enough to do it, and my stainless steel's not going to handle it, and my daughter really refuses to eat an egg with any bit of black on it whatsoever. So... <laughs> Maybe maybe we use it once a month or twice a month or something like that. But there are some other options like ceramic, which I think are good, but they do la- they don't last quite as long as as the Teflon do. So you choose choose one that's within your budget. But I love my main stainless steel and my two well seasoned cast irons. Nice, yeah. Totally. And I just want to add, there was like a study, I think, of like birds dying or like getting really sick just from like the fumes of the Teflon. So even if you're like, well, mine's not flaking, it's totally fine. It's just like as you're heating it up, it's actually quite a bit of chemicals that are getting into the air, which are obviously getting into your food, too. And even then you're just breathing it in. So, yeah, it's been linked to quite a few issues 
um, which is why we're talking about switching it out. I have these pants, and I honestly have no idea what they are. But if I if I try, I'll try and find something that's similar and send it to you to put in the show notes, Beth. Um, we got them at one of those like, oh, here if you come to this, you know, you win a free vacation, and totally like bought into it and we're like totally bought into the marketing gimmick and probably paid like I don't even want to say how much we paid for this set of pants because it's like embarrassing because <laughs> I'm pretty sure we could probably find them for like half the price somewhere else but anyways they're awesome <laughs> like it I mean we've had them now I mean we, we did it before we got or maybe it was right after we got engaged we've had them for like four years now or so and they're amazing and they they're like kind of non-stick but they're still like metal it's just the way that they're I don't know, the layers of the metal are that basically you can cook anything on it and it just really does not stick and you don't, we use a lot of oil on them, but you don't need even oil on them. Like their whole demonstration was like cooking a chicken breast on it and then it like came right off and just like, it's really easy to clean off. So know that it doesn't, yeah, it does not have to stick just cause you're not getting something that's purposely labeled nonstick. I love it. And I think that that's a big point too is, well, we love our healthy fat. So as long as you're using enough of that healthy fat when whatever pan you're cooking in you're gonna be just fine yeah so let's move on to our movement makeover for the week all right so mine is to squat whenever you are picking something up off the ground because as moms we probably pick things up a lot (laughs) at least I'm constantly picking things up like what are you about to put in your mouth child um so I just try to sometimes what I remember is to try to be intentional about it and like make it into like a good form squat or maybe even like a single like deadlift type maneuver um, and making sure my form is really good versus doing the whole like hand on the knee like groan while you're going down and like push yourself back up through your leg type of movement which I definitely do sometimes um, and I'm like no like I am perfectly capable of doing this. And if squatting, if full squat is hard, just go as, as far as you can that's comfortable, of course, and, you know, stay safe. Don't fall over or anything like that. But if you just think about how many times a day we bend over and pick something up or even, like, putting on your shoes, like, just being intentional about it, um, you can get a lot more little squats and movement in through the day that really works your muscles. Like, think about squeezing your butt on the way back up, and even just that can make a huge difference. That's perfect. I think I'd also yeah. like to note being mindful of your form can really protect your back and your body when you do that kind of thing. So I have a couple certain ways that I pick things up. Usually I use, it's called like the golfer's tee lift. It's <laughs> like a single leg deadlift to pick things up because I'm always, my whole goal in life is to protect my back. Um, but I would say if squatting, I'm going to add, if squatting isn't is difficult for you, well then maybe get all the way down to the floor and stand back up. So you're doing like a single leg, you know, half kneel to stand every time you're getting up. Try not to use your arm. So squatting itself is hard for you. Getting all the way down back up is even much more movement. Totally. I love that. Yes. All right. And speaking of movement, we're going to move on to our topic of the week. We're going to talk about exercise this week and we know that it's a big topic. So we're going to kind of just see how it goes. So we both kind of talked ahead of time. Do we really need to talk about the benefits of exercise? And I think that I do want to mention that you should keep in mind and listen to our previous episodes about stress that exercise is really, we know that exercise is good for you. Sometimes your body needs to take a break from exercise or a specific type of exercise, but exercise in general is a good thing. 
Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> and the one thing I wanted to touch on in terms of the benefits, because I think everybody knows exercise is good for us. Um, and everyone knows like, oh, yeah, you know, it helps with any chronic disease and obviously contributes a little bit to weight loss. Although I would say nutrition overall is even more important than um, for weight loss. But what I think a lot of people don't realize is that there's actually quite a few studies that are done comparing exercise to prescription medications in terms of for like high blood pressure management, for depression, for anxiety. Um, and I'm sure there's other ones that I'm not thinking about right now. And exercise beats them out every time. Okay. So just getting a really good exercise routine in your life can, if you're on any medications or, you know, you have a family history of it, it can either prevent their use or it can get you off of them. And you can get kind of nitty gritty into the science about it. And there's like certain like exercise prescriptions for different um, chronic diseases that helps the most like high intensity versus cardio versus things like that. But if you're not already exercising, just start exercising. Don't even get caught up in that. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that next. Perfect. So yeah, I wanted to kind of continue on and say, well, what kind of exercise is there and what's the best? And it really, my opinion is the best exercise is the one that you'll do. So they all have benefits. Most of them will all get your blood moving in some way or another. So I kind of broke it down into three categories, which is strength training, which might be like lifting or that kind of thing versus flexibility, which could be stretching or yoga. Although really there's a lot of overlap in all of these. And then there's cardio, which could be like running, biking, swimming, things that are more specifically just getting that heart pumping faster. Anything to add to that? No, I mean, I just have things to like expand on all of those, but no, I mean, in terms of the groups of exercise, I think that pretty much covers it. All right, go ahead and expand. Yeah, I just like what you're saying about the overlap. I think a lot of people, you know, they think of lifting as like this very separate thing. And they're like, well, if I'm lifting, I can't get my cardio in. or I don't have time to do cardio. And it's like, if you're lifting right, it should be cardio. Because I don't know about you, Beth, but if I'm lifting weights, like my heart rate is jacked up. Okay. Um, and it's cardio is getting your heart rate up. So you there's different kinds of lifting you can do and you know depending on if you're going for you know muscle mass versus just getting strong versus um you know going more for like endurance of your muscles but if you're getting if your heart rate is getting up there it, you can absolutely consider it cardio and again when you're looking at research like lifting beats out cardio pretty much every time too in terms of its health benefits i mean there's quite a few studies that just show that um leg strength or it's leg power actually is again a better predictor for overall longevity than you know what your blood pressure is or you know your resting heart rate or your weight or any of that so just being strong in your legs and being able to lift heavy things means you're probably going to live longer which is pretty awesome and I think a lot of women can get scared of lifting weights because they're worried about like getting bulky. And even I even have men who say that to me. Um, and my PT clients are like, well, I don't want to lift heavy weights because like I don't want to look like that meathead over there or something. And let me tell you that meathead works hours and years to look like that. Okay. Like that is like people just don't become bodybuilders because they lifted a few heavy things. Like 
the amount of dedication to like looking like that is obscene. So you're not going to accidentally look like that if that's not what you're going for is all I want to say about that. Um, and in fact, usually when you start getting muscle mass, your body tends to actually look a whole lot. Um, most women are more satisfied with their bodies. I want to say, I don't want to say it looks better, but like most people tend to like how they fit in the clothes a little bit better, how their body feels. You can just do things around the house easier. Lifting up your kids is easier. Um, it just feels really good to feel strong, I guess. I, that's ringing all the bell, right bells in maze. <laughs> um, yes, I, I would agree 100%. When I started lifting, that was, that was probably the best exercise for me. I was doing CrossFit, but the cardio and like the, the wad was just too much stress on my system. Whereas just picking heavy things up and putting them back down, I could do it in my, you know, I have it set up that I can do it in my own home, but I also, I'm going to put a little caveat and say, if you're lifting for the very first time and you want to start doing things like lifting heavy, get someone, you know, if you have all the stuff in your own home, it still might be worth it to do a, one or two like private personal training sessions or something to make sure that you have the right form because you can watch videos and do all of these things. But the great, the tough thing about videos is they're not watching you. I mean, they say like, Hey, make sure you're not bending your back or that kind of thing, but they're not actually seeing you. So be really mindful of that. Um, in any of these programs that if you are starting out, find a professional to give you a few tips or go to a gym and get some go and stand in the front row allow that class instructor to help you out to that kind of thing so but I do I get my heart rate pumps up from from lifting I feel it's like it's not a ton of stress on my system it doesn't hurt my knees like running does you can do it without any weights. I mean, you can do squatting and push-ups and pull-ups and all these things and you don't actually need equipment for this. You can add some to make it more challenging, but I do think that it's also really important to kind of combine, you have to combine the strength with the flexibility because when you make muscles, they break apart and they reform back together tighter and stronger. That's the process of making a new muscle. So if you're not doing any flexibility with your strength training, you're going to all of a sudden say like, oh, my back's kind of starting to hurt or my knee's starting to hurt and your form might be good. But those hamstrings might be getting really, really tight or even those quads or your hip flexors or something just might be getting a little out of whack because you're making muscles, which is not a bad thing. But if you don't balance the two, then I would you're gonna you're gonna feel it sooner rather than later depending on how old you are of course yes absolutely I totally agree with that I think that's where people run into trouble with strength training is it's just completely lacking on the flexibility part um especially especially men I just have a PT client I'm thinking of right now who's just like all chest work and it's like he can barely like put his arms behind his back and it's like all right <laughs> we really need to balance things out but also if you're when you're doing strength movements making sure you're going through like the full range of motion so if you're squatting like squat down deep um and all of and like if you're you know deadlifting making sure you're, you're like feeling a hamstring kind of stretch at the bottom and not bending your knees too much at the bottom things like that will all 
help you develop like a little bit of length and flexibility while you're strength training. Obviously it does not make up for just stretching and doing that flexibility type stuff afterwards, but, um, that can help you like not develop really shortened muscles. And the other thing I wanted to touch on is when you're lifting heavy, heavy is in reference to you. Okay. So if you cannot do a full deep squat, you should not be adding weight to it. Like don't do a quarter weighted squat. Like, so right now just doing a full deep squat, that is strength training and that's heavy strength training because you know, you're just trying to support your own body weight. Once that's easy, then you can add weight. So adding 20 pounds to a squat for somebody might absolutely be their one rep max and be very heavy for them and very difficult. And that's, that's what you start with. So for someone else, they might, you know, need 400 pounds to make that heavy. It doesn't matter like what the actual weight is. Like it's what's heavy in reference to you and what you can do with good form. Um, so I just wanted to touch on that because I think some people get really intimidated by like the heavy concept and it's like heavy to you. (laughs) I am so glad you mentioned that and it's a really great point that being able to do the perfect body weight supported exercise before you add any weight is crucial and if you don't feel like you're getting enough from it do more do them more slowly I if you have to count to five from the top to the bottom of a squat, you will be amazed at the burn that you feel. And same thing when you come back up. The slower you do it, that's just like adding weight. I feel like we're talking a lot about strength and flexibility and not so much about more straight cardio. That maybe because of our, you know, for me personally, I used to, I used to do triathlons. Like swim, bike, run was my thing. And some people are made to do it. And if that is your passion and is your stress reliever and something you love, do it. But I would highly recommend adding a little bit of strength training and adding a little bit of flexibility in. So maybe you're someone that runs five days a week. Well, what about maybe you run three days a week and you do a flexibility, maybe a yoga session one day and then a strength training one day. So you're still exercising five days a week, but you're getting some variety in there. And I would say that to everyone, you know, yes, maybe you love CrossFit. Well, maybe do cross and you want to do it six days a week or something crazy. In my my opinion, anything six days a week is a little crazy. So maybe spread it out. Do it three days a week and do strength training and flexibility on the – just maybe yoga on those other two days or something like that. So whatever you're doing, listen to your body and prepare for the future because a lot of us, if it's not our job, we go from sitting at a desk all day to – or being in the car – to exercising and going all out for 20 miles or a 20 minute wide or, you know, 3,000 meters in the pool, whatever it is, that transition is a lot of stress on the body. So giving variety to your movement will really, will allow you to enjoy that activity for longer. Yes. I just want to echo that a thousand times. Like it's exactly right and very, very good advice. Um, I wanted to like expand on the cardio thing a little bit more. I definitely have a lot of women who come in and again, I just say women because I feel like they're just more subject to it because I feel like women feel a lot more pressure to do cardio and men feel a lot more pressure to do strength training. Um, but I have a lot of women who come in who, you know, they come in for knee pain or hip pain and they're runners. And the first question I always ask is, do you like running? 
And if they're like, yes, I love it. It's my stress relief. I'm like, okay, great. Then like, keep doing it. But like, we need to add in this other stuff. But so many, I would say more than half are like, no, I hate it. I'm like, then why are you doing it? Well, cause that's, I'm trying to lose weight. And they kind of feel like we've been, I don't know, tricked into thinking that like running or like long just you know getting on the elliptical for 45 minutes or an hour or on the treadmill or on the bike is what you need to do to lose weight and honestly it's like that could not be further from the truth strength training is going to get you there further um and when you're running you it does not require a lot of flexibility at all and it can become a very very efficient movement so it does not require a ton of muscle either which is why if you look at long distance runners they tend to be like like look at a long distance runner compared to a sprinter, like, you know, or a CrossFit or anything like that. They just don't have a lot of muscle bulk on them. And again, if that's what you like to do and you're healthy and you're mixing it up, like that's totally fine. Like I'm not dissing that body type or anything like that. It's just an example of where you can see how the muscles are used differently. And, um, anyway, so it's like, if you don't love running and your goal is to be healthy, then like pick an exercise you love. Like Beth said at the beginning, the best exercise is something you are going to do and you want to do. So yeah, I totally agree with switching it up. It's going to allow you to do the thing that you love longer. And I would look at, I would look at what you hate to do as probably the exercise to throw in there once a week. (laughs) Like, what are you really bad at? That's unfortunately probably what you should be doing to balance out your program. Like I am terrible at like the bar class type stuff or like anything like strict like arms out to the side like a front raise side raise like you know the whole like three sets of 10 like basically all the exercises I gave to my PT patients like oh my god I hate them so much and I'm really weak in those motions and that's probably where most of my issues come from (laughs) like that's probably what I and then I have been trying to throw those in more and I do feel better when I do it's just it is what it is but first do what you love (laughs) perfect so I feel like that's a nice segue into well where's the best place to work out and there's a lot you know there's a lot of options these days depending on where you're living um I'll be honest if you're living somewhere rural you probably don't have as many options and if you're living in the city you probably have paralysis by analysis so or whatever it is when there's way too many options so You know, I feel like the two big options, well, am I going to work at home or am I going to go to a gym? Well, it depends. Does convenience matter more or does accountability matter more for you? For me, it's always convenience. I, If I can go down into my basement and do it, I'm going to do it. Although lately, I've been going to yoga and I've put it on my calendar every week and it's just like, hey, told my husband, I'm going to yoga every Sunday at 9am. And now people are starting to recognize me. So they Mm -hmm. see me when I'm there. And they say, Hey, I'll see you next week. And it's like, Okay, yes, I better be here next week. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, totally. I always used to be like a workout by myself in the gym kind of person. And I really did not like group classes. But I think it was because I didn't like the group classes I was doing. Like when I look back at it, like I would try like in college or in PT school, we had free access to the gym and all the group classes. And there was one that I liked, but then I was like, I would try to do like the step classes or Zumba. And like, I'm terrible at those things. Like I cannot follow a pattern. I don't, I'm like, I let me just do freestyle step and Zumba over here. Like I like to dance just not when someone's telling me like the exact moves to do. So I like, I hated those classes. Um, and then, so then I worked out in the gym from by myself for a while, but even there, like people started to recognize me cause I'd go at the same time and everyone's there at the same time. So it, there was a little bit of that accountability, 
But then when I started doing CrossFit, oh my God, there was so much more accountability. Like if you miss the day, people are like texting, like, where are you? Like the next day they're like, how come you weren't here yesterday? What were you doing? And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know? So you definitely kind of build that camaraderie with people and one, you're looking forward to seeing people. And sometimes like on days where I didn't even work out, I'm like, oh, I don't even want to work out, but I want to go see, you know, these fun people I enjoy. So I think if you have a gym with a good environment, then that is awesome. Um, right now I don't have that. And like, I really, really miss it because I'm not so good at the self accountability, but, um, you know, you just do what works. There's just like nothing convenient right now for me. Like the YMCA has free childcare, but it doesn't start until right at my child's nap time. And I'm like, seriously, like, why can't I go first thing in the morning? They don't have childcare then. So anyways, I like, I'm struggling with this right now, but whatever works, like Beth said, I'm a convenience person too. So. And um, my husband told me about something and it's not a sponsored advertisement or anything, but there's something called class pass. It's a lot. It's in a lot of the major cities and the surrounding areas. And basically if you're not sure what kind of exercise you want to do, or you want variety, you buy this pass and it gives you whatever you, whatever level you choose, you get to go to, you know, it might be like based on like one time a week or twice a week or what have you. And you get to go, you can use it at any participating location. So it could be a gym, it could be a yoga studio, it could be um, maybe a CrossFit gym. I don't know. You, you have to look in your area what it all is, but it's a nice way to say like, oh, well, I like to do cycle and I want to go to the cycle bar, but I feel like I should do yoga. And I don't know about you, but I, I feel like sometimes when I go to a yoga studio over a yoga class at a regular gym... I mm. enjoy it a little bit more, maybe a lot more at the yoga yeah. studio. I just feel like the gym, I you can never go wrong in my opinion with like a body pump class or my one gym used to have a kettlebell class that I loved. But some of those other styles like yoga is just just not the same environment when you're like staring at the body pump exercises while doing yoga in this room that stays really bright all the time. Totally. So, that's a good option. I'll put a link to their website in our well, show notes. Oh, I didn't know about that. That's awesome. A little new tidbit. So, yeah. And yeah. I would say, like, shop around, too, but give everything a chance. I mean, I think, I think that's the hard part is, like, yeah, a lot of things have, like, the first class free, but it's, like, it's often not enough, especially if you're doing something completely new. Like, anytime you're going into an environment, especially, like, a CrossFit gym, it's, like, everyone – probably knows each other quite a bit so it's like you're kind of the new person coming in like probably not gonna make I mean I don't know some places you might make instant friends but like if you're like me and a little introverted you might kind of feel like oh you know who are these people like I'm scared to talk to them and like it takes me a little bit to like warm up and like get that feeling of camaraderie um so know that that's not going to happen instantaneously. And if you're doing a brand new exercise, like things can feel like frustrating at first. You're like trying to learn like, like in CrossFit, it's like a whole different like language, you know, of if you've never heard of like the snatch and the clean and jerk. I mean, I feel like it took me probably a year to get really comfortable with like power snatch versus full snatch. You know what I mean? Like, and just feel like I know what that is. So know that that just takes a while. Um, and so give things a chance if you're trying something new, but also if you get a funky vibe, like the vibe is just really off, listen to that too, because some places don't have the best environment 
And you don't want to be in a place where you're feeling like negative energy. That's perfect. And I will say my current yoga studio, I think they do it really nicely. You pay for your first class, but your second class is free. Oh, that's kind of awesome. (laughs) They really suck you in there, but they were great. But we are running out of time today, so I'm going to tell you all to take some me time and find out, figure out what kind of exercise is the best for you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Follow us on social media for news, updates, and calls for questions. You can find me, Beth, at Feats of Real Eats and Andrea at Life Liberty Health on Instagram and Facebook. Please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and write us a review. Show notes for this episode and all podcast-related information can be found at realmomsreallife.com. <laughs> Podcasting <laughs> takes a lot of, like, I'm feeling already short of breath in this pregnancy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking and I'm, like, my hand's, like, on the mute button so that after I'm done talking, I can press it and, like, gasp for air.